0: Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more, on everything from aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. We celebrate a lot of composers' and artists' birthdays on this show. And tonight we're going to celebrate the birthdays of Charles Dornberger, Charles Cayley, and Henry Creamer. But we also celebrate the birthdays, so to speak, of organizations, events, and even entities and states, including the state of Arkansas, which is also getting a birthday salute tonight. But I'm afraid we begin tonight's show by noting a death. She's been heard on the show only six times because most of her records were made after 1940, but I'm sad to say that British singer, songwriter, and entertainer Dame Vera Lynn passed away this past Thursday at age 103. Vera Margaret Welch was born March 20, 1917, in what is now part of the London Borough of Newham. As a toddler, she nearly died from a bacterial infection and spent her early childhood in isolation. She didn't come from a musical family, yet began performing publicly at age 7. When she was 11, she adopted her maternal grandmother's unmarried name of Lynn as her stage name, and at 14 was discovered by a booking agent who got her work singing at parties and events. She was first heard on the radio with the Joe Loss Orchestra in 1935 and made her first solo recordings the following year. During this time, she worked for a shipping management company in London. After brief periods with the Joe Loss and Charlie Kuhn's orchestras, in 1937 she joined Bert Ambrose. Britain and France declared war on Germany on September 3, 1939, and Vera Lynn's contributions to the war effort began by singing to people using London's underground stations as air raid shelters. To British servicemen, she became known as the Force's sweetheart and in 1941 got her own radio program, Sincerely Yours, sending messages to British troops serving abroad. In 1944, she performed for troops in Egypt, India, and Burma. Following the war, she toured Europe and continued to broadcast and record, becoming in 1952 the first English artist to hit the American record charts. She was made an officer of the Order of the British Empire in 1969 and a dame in 1975 for her contributions to charity. In 2001, she founded the Dame Vera Lynn Children's Charity to help kids with cerebral palsy. Here's Vera Lynn.
1: Up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire Heading for the land Dreams when I look back to those happy childhood days like yesterday it seems it was grand, my mother held my hand, Daddy was the old G the old. The old wooden stair And Bedfordshire are called Where I knelt to say my prayer Climbing up the wooden hill To Bedfordshire They were happy, happy days for me Last night I dreamt about the place Where I was born The village school, the winding lane The fields of waving corn Gee, that dream brought memories to me My childhood days in fancy I could see When the sun had gone to rest And I was tired of play Dad would put me on his back And then to me he'd say Up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire Heading for the land of dreams When I look back to those happy childhood days Like yesterday was grand. My mother held my hand. Daddy was the old Gigi. The old wooden hill was the old wooden stair and Bedfordshire a cot where I knelt to say my prayer. Climbing up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire a happy, happy day. Wish me luck as you wave me goodbye. Cheerio, here I go on my way. Wish me luck as you wave me goodbye. With a cheer, not a tear, make it gay. Give me a smile, I can keep all the while in my heart while i'm away till we meet once again you and i wish me luck as you wave me goodbye though i'm going on my way don't feel so sad at heart keep this lovely moment As a memory apart, and before I go, please whisper soft and low, just once for me to hear the words I love you, dear. Wish me luck as you wave me goodbye cheerio here i go on my way wish me luck as you wave me goodbye with a cheer not a tear make it gay give me a smile i can keep all the while in my heart while i'm away Till we meet once again, you and I Wish me luck as you wave me goodbye smile i can keep all the while in my heart while i'm away till we meet once again
0: New slang phrase putting this segment together, and it certainly applies here. That'll make your eyes sweat. We started off our tribute to Vera Lynn with her first solo recording, Up the Wooden Hill to Bedfordshire, from a 1936 9 inch Crown 78, catalog number 139. Nixon Gray wrote the lyric, and the music was by Gray and Reginald Connolly. Up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire was a phrase used with children in the UK when it was time for them to get ready for bed, the wooden hill being the staircase, and Bedfordshire just a convenient elongation of bed. The term wooden hill has been used for stairs since the 1880s. Before that, Vera was backed by British pianist Charlie Coons and his Cassani Club Orchestra on A Star Fell Out of Heaven, written by Mac Gordon and Harry Revel. That was another of Vera's early recordings from Rex 8859, made in August of 1936. We finished up with Wish Me Luck As You Wave Me Goodbye, from Decca 78, number F7300, made in 1939. Wish Me Luck As You Wave Me Goodbye was written by Phil Park and Harry Parr Davies, and is from the 1939 British musical comedy film Shipyard Sally, starring Gracie Fields. Arthur Young accompanied Vera on the Novichord, considered to be the first commercial polyphonic synthesizer. Designed by John Hannert, Lawrence Hammond, and C.N. Williams, only 1,069 of the all-electronic instruments were made by the Hammond Company between 1939 and 1942. Thank you, Dame Vera Lynn, for bringing so much beauty, charity, and humanity to the world. Rest in peace. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from Rapidly Rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. I overlooked it a couple of weeks ago, but I certainly don't want to wait a year for his birthday to roll around again, so he's getting a slightly belated birthday salute tonight. Last week, June 5th, marked the birth in 1898 in Manhattan, New York, of multi-instrumentalist, bandleader and composer, Charles Frederick Dornberger. He began playing piano by ear as a child and, despite having no formal musical training, also mastered the violin, saxophone and trumpet. During World War I, Dornberger served as a pilot in the U.S. Navy, where he met Paul Whiteman, who gave him his first job as a professional musician in December of 1919. The following year, Dornberger formed his own orchestra, and while appearing at hotels around the country, would also broadcast from the local radio station. Such pairings included the Muehlbach Hotel and WDAF, Kansas City, the Kenmore Hotel and WGY, Albany, the Roof of the Brown Hotel and WHAS, Louisville, and the Gibson Hotel and WLW, Cincinnati. Apparently, the orchestra's shows included comedy bits. A review of their appearance at the Circle Theater in Indianapolis in October of 1925 said the cornetist offered a stunt new to jazz orchestras by playing a hot number with the bell of his instruments partially submerged in a pail of water. Dornberger made dozens of recordings, mostly for Victor, between 1922 and 32. And his Broadway credits include work in the orchestra pit and on stage in George White's Scandals of 1923 and Ziegfeld Follies. Dornberger was an avid pilot and in 1944 was working as a private flight instructor in Reno, Nevada, when a plane he was piloting crashed, resulting in his death on February 8th. Here are three from the Sovereign of Saxophonists, Charles Dornberger.
2: It just do welcome me on my way, on my way, where folks don't care about
0: style, and everybody greets me with a smile.
2: Pull the wings off every fly, I'm gonna murder every flea. I'll be the meanest man in town till you're nice to me. I'm gonna tie a can on every pup that I see looking at a tree. I'll be the meanest man in town till you're nice to me. And listen, furthermore, don't get sore whenever we may
3: meet.
2: Why, sure you're born on your pet corn, I'm gonna plant my feet.
4: I'm gonna go around
2: the neighborhood and frighten all the kids I see. I'll be the meanest man in town, till you're nice to me. Say you're mean all right, that's plain to see, but you're a great big sissy compared to me. My best girl just now turned me down and I'm seeking revenge. I'm gonna tell her little brother Moe's that there isn't any Santa Claus. If he starts to cry, I'll black his eye. How's that for being mean? I got a mortgage on her sister's house. She's got a couple nice little nieces. They better pay it up, I'm telling you, or I'll tear those kids in pieces. Then if my girl don't send for me, I'll become a total wreck. It'll be the last straw, my dear people, what broke up the camel in the pack.
0: than his first recording session for Edison on October 27, 1922, which resulted in one issued side, Charles Dornberger recorded exclusively for Victor. We started off with one of two issued sides from his first Victor session on July 24, 1923, The Gold Digger, subtitled Dig a Little Deeper. The Gold Digger was written by James F. Hanley. Next, Carson Robison provided the vocal and whistling on his composition, I'm On My Way Back Home. Victor 19354 was one of five issued sides from a May 15, 1924 session. And we finished up with Charles Dornberger's final Victor recording, made in Montreal, Ontario, Canada in December of 1932, I'll Be the Meanest Man in Town. Charles Dornberger sang on only three of his records, but that was one of them. Why was that recorded in Montreal? Because at the time, the orchestra was resident at the Mount Royal Hotel. Last week, June 15th, marked the admission in 1836 of Arkansas as the 25th of the United States of America. The capital of Arkansas is, of course, Little Rock, but the state is also home of several other notable capitals. For example, Title I, Chapter 4, Section 1-4-123 of the Arkansas State Code designates the city of Cotter on the banks of the White River as the Trout Capital of the USA. The official state mineral of Arkansas is quartz, and the town of Mount Ida has proclaimed itself the Quartz Capital of the World. Alma, Arkansas, calls itself the Spinach Capital of the World, and the town's water tower is painted to be the world's biggest can of spinach. The Allen Canning Company, based in Alma, cans 60 million pounds of spinach a year. Hope, Arkansas, in addition to being the birthplace of former President Clinton, claims to be the watermelon capital of the world. Mountain View, Arkansas, a town of about 3,000 in the Ozarks, about 100 miles north of Little Rock, hosts the Arkansas State Fiddle Championship and is known as the folk music capital of the world. Anyway, in this segment, we're going to find ourselves way down in Arkansas with two different tunes, each with that title. Here's the Victor Military Band.
2: The jaybird sweetly sings In the winter just the same as spring Come on, let's grab a southbound train And And go go back to our old home again At the break of day, on an old dump crump amid the new hay. There's where, there's where my great grandpa, his great grandpa first met his great grandma. And there they settled down together, because they loved each other, way down in Arkansas. We'll take that first you you That one at least tomorrow morning, about half past two, I want to feel that ticket in my hand, that will take us back to Dixieland, soon we'll be back home again, with the doggies in the sugar cane, we've a long in once again, that on me, yeah. Way down, way down in Arkansas, in Arkansas, you'll find the turkey in the straw. And the rooster crowing at the break of day. On an old oak stump of meat new loom There's where, there's where my great grandpa, his great grandpa, met first met his great grandpa. They loved each other, way down in Arkansas.
0: Billy Murray and Irving Kaufman, who were Way Down in Arkansas, on November 18, 1915. Walter B. Rogers conducted the orchestra on that Victor Batwing, catalog number 17969. This Way Down in Arkansas, spelled with a W, by the way, was written by James White, who also brought us Floating Down the River because it's Moonlight Now in Dixieland. We started off with the other Way Down in Arkansas, also spelled with a W, written by Irving Bebo and Abe Ullman. That's actually a medley consisting of the tunes Dancing Down in Dixieland, Way Down in Dixieland, and Way Down in Arkansas, performed by the Victor Military Band, conducted by Edward T. King. Victor 35635 was waxed November 29th, 1916. There's also another Way Down in Arkansas, spelled with an S and not a W, which was written by Hambone Willie Newburn in 1929, and even a fourth Way Down in Arkansas, with an apostrophe before Way, by Sammy Fain and Doyle Williams. There may have only been two records in that set, but don't think Arkansas is getting shortchanged. No, no, no. The other two Arkansas songs I was going to play tonight will be in a traveling segment on next week's show. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. Last week, June 21st, marked the birth in 1879 in Richmond, Virginia, of singer, dancer, lyricist, and stage producer and director Henry Sterling Creamer. He turned out hits from 1900 to 1929, often in collaboration with Turner Layton, with whom he also appeared in Vaudeville. Creamer was a co-founder around 1910 with James Reese Europe of the Clef Club in New York City, a combination booking agency, social club, and trade union for black musicians. Creamer died in New York City on October 14, 1930, and is buried in Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx. I played Jubilee Blues by the original Indiana Five back in 2005. That's right, on the November 6th show. That, of course, was an instrumental, but I mentioned that Harry Creamer wrote lyrics to Jubilee Blues, and you know what? Yep, I have a vocal version for you.
3: Soft and low, sweet and clear, this is what you'll hear. All day long, everyone's busy tagging them down.
2: we and out the window, we and out the window, the farmer in the dell,
4: the farmer in the dell, one rick is falling down, falling
2: down, falling down, London rick is falling down, my fair lady.
0: the R debut of Columbia, Matrix number W150735, recorded August 26, 1930, which spawned a whole bunch of issues and a whole bunch of pseudonyms. American Dance Bands on Records and Film credits the Phil Spitalny Orchestra. On Harmony, Velvet Tone, Clarion, and Diva, they're credited as Lloyd Keating and his music, but on Parlophone and Odeon, they're either the Flamingo Melodians or Hotel Pennsylvania music. But in all cases, the vocalist is credited as Tom Frawley, a pseudonym for Bill Cody. Max Rich wrote the music and Henry Creamer the words. Before that, the American Quartet with Childhood Days, written by the trio of Henry Creamer, Dave Franklin, and Joe Darcy. The American Quartet at that time consisted of tenors Billy Murray and John Young, baritone Steve Porter, and bass Donald Chalmers. It took them two sessions and five takes, but they finally got it right on September 13, 1922. Bell Baker got things going, singing Henry Creamer's words to Maurice Abrams' tune, Jubilee Blues. Ross Gorman directed The Virginians on August 27, 1923, on Victor 19135. Last week, June 16, marked the birth in 1902 in Red Cloud, Nebraska, of violinist, vocalist, bandleader, and actor... Charles R.B. Cayley, K-A-L-E-Y. The R stands for Rife, his mother Sue's unmarried name, and the B for Bessie, B-E-S-S-E, presumably another family name. His musical career started as vocalist with Joe Kaiser's orchestra, house band at the Crystal Palace Ballroom, in Benton Harbor, Michigan. In 1918, Cayley was living in Los Angeles, where the legal driving age was 14, and he was arrested for drunk driving and given a sentence of six months in jail. He attended the University of Southern California and in 1923 joined Abe Lyman's California Ambassador Hotel Orchestra as a violinist and tenor vocalist billed as the Caroling Serenader. He made his first solo recordings with Lyman's Orchestra in 1926 and served as Master of Ceremonies and Orchestra Leader in Chicago Theatres. In 1927 and 28, Columbia issued eight sides with Cayley as nominal director of Charles Cayley and his orchestra and vocalist on all eight. In 1930, he began his film career with his most notable role being in the MGM hit Lord Byron of Broadway, featuring the song Should I? Cayley was married several times, including to Hannah Williams, who had been married to Roger Wolf Kahn, and later to fighter Jack Dempsey. Later in life, Cayley sold life insurance, and he died in Santa Clara County, California, on September 7, 1965. Here's Charles Cayley.
2: And it won't be long, With just a song, they'll be all right. And when you're feeling blue, and so unhappy too, when all the skies are gray and shadows fall, things are not what they seem, you'll find them just a dream, if you will sing a song, swing along too.
0: Begin our tribute to Charles Cayley with Lou Gold and his orchestra and Hello, Swanee, Hello, from a Red Perfect 78, number 14732, waxed October 28, 1926. Hello, Swanee, Hello was written by Sam Coslow and Eddie Britt and was followed by Charles Cayley and his orchestra with Charles himself singing about his Blue Ridge Mountain home. My Blue Ridge Mountain Home was written by Carson Robison, who also recorded it with Vernon Dahlhart for Victor. Haley's recording was made March 28, 1928, and issued on Columbia 1408. We finished up with some good advice, easier said than done. Sing a song. That was Abe Lyman's California Orchestra, guest conducted by Charlie Chaplin, who wrote Sing a Song, along with Abe Lyman and Gus Arnheim although only Chaplin's name is on the copyright. Nonetheless, the three of them got an equal share of the two-thirds of a cent royalty for each copy of the M. Whitmark & Son sheet music sold. And out of that, they each paid 10% to the uncredited lyricist Mort Nathan. There are two verses to the song, but Charles Cayley sang only the chorus on the recording, made in Los Angeles in May of 1925, issued on Brunswick
2: 2912.
0: I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I have thank you for your very kind attention.